This is the MLM.com podcast. I'm your host, Kenny Rollins, and today we continue our, our mini-series of episodes about distributor and employee engagement with Nancy Tobler. Nancy, how are you? Good. Great. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Um, so today we wanted to talk a little bit about feedback and the role that it plays in distributor and employee success. Um, and so maybe just let's start there uh, and, and have you introduce the idea uh, or talk a little bit about how feedback uh, affects performance. So feedback is crucial and it's a positive feedback is important and, and I, I don't want to downplay it, but what we're going to talk about today is, is negative feedback. So feedback is the process that gets us from what our behavior is right now to what we want that behavior to be, which is the goal. And feedback is that crucial link that hooks those two things together. And you can't really move forward towards a goal. One, you can't move forward towards a goal you don't know is a goal. So it's really important to do goal setting, but we're not talking about about that today. But you have to have the goal be clear in mind. And then you have to have somebody who's watching your current behavior and who can give you feedback in order to move you towards that new goal. And people have all kinds of goals. They want to move up in a company, so they set a goal to learn uh, a new piece of, a so, piece of software that a, another department uses so that they can move over to that department and move up. So and distributors, they want to make more money. And so the goal is there. And you, you, someone just needs to provide that feedback loop. Okay. And so when we're talking about this, uh, I mean, what constitutes feedback, I guess, would be my question. Well, so, so there's positive feedback. And there's what I call um, feel-good feedback, which doesn't last very long. Uh, so people will tell you, great job. I, it's one of my least favorite things about my church is people will say, great talk. And I have no idea if they even listen to it. They yeah. just knew I was up there talking. Right, 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 right. It <laughs> lacks specificity. It lacks specificity, yeah. right? So uh, feedback is you did a behavior and someone else noticed that behavior and they gave you information. When it's a feedback intervention, that's when there's a goal in mind and that feedback is going to help us get to that goal. And we can do positive feedback. That's important. But really to move towards, I'm already doing the positive behavior. I don't need uh, feedback on that. What I need is feedback on what I'm not doing. So that's the sticky wicket, as I like to say. You have to give negative feedback for people to improve, but how you give that feedback is very tricky. And, and I think, in my experience, that's the kind of feedback that people are most scared to give and uh, that it, it can get dicey just because of, yeah, people feeling picked on or feeling defensive. So are there, are there ways, I, I mean, what goes into how negative feedback is received? So the biggest issue is self-image, self-esteem. So I like to say it's the reason it's impossible to argue with a teenager because teenagers are in an era or an age where their self-image is low to begin with. So you have to build them up uh, on self-esteem before you can ever give them feedback. You need to have, I don't know, 100. People always say seven to one. I don't think so. I think it's way more than that. You have to have a lot of positive self-image kinds of statements. So I appreciated what you did on that project. 
uh, was, it was in on time, right? There's no negative feedback there. That's all positive, but it's specific. I don't say great job. I just say, hey, I appreciated that project. It was in on time. I appreciate the hard work you put in on those complex issues that we've right. been having, whatever they are, right? Yeah. Uh, so, so if you happen to have someone whose self-esteem is damaged, and people can have relatively good self-esteem and then something will happen in their lives and, and then like a divorce or, I don't know, the, uh, the loss of a loved one, anything like that, any sort of tra traumatic thing, can make a person particularly sensitive. And what that means, sensitive means is that their ego is bruised. And those people, to give them negative feedback only makes it worse for them. That they don't improve. They don't work harder. They reject themselves, essentially. They say, I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. I can't possibly reach that goal. So they just dismiss the goal altogether. Yeah. They just say, I can't do it. I don't know why they ask me to do that. They know I can't do that. Right. Yeah. That's the kind of negative comment a person with negative self-esteem will say. But I have a pretty good self-esteem. So when you give me feedback, right, about something I'm doing, so I was giving Kenny this example just a minute ago, I have been transcribing an interview, and I, some people are going to laugh at this because it's so primitive. I was playing the recording and just typing it, then playing back the recording and typing it. So very primitive, right? Because I've used text to speech-to-text editors in the past, and they were just so bad, I had to redo it anyway. I haven't ever used a new one. Well, Frankie told me about a new one, uh, and I went, oh, I'm going to try it. Because I'm not going to say to myself, oh, Frankie thinks I'm stupid. I shouldn't have been doing it that old-fashioned way. Oh, man, I'm so dumb. Right? That's somebody with negative self-image does that. Somebody with a relative positive self-image goes, oh, your goal is to do transcription faster? Here's a tool. Try it, Nancy. Yeah. I'm going to try it, right? Yeah. I, don't, I don't dismiss it because I feel good about who I am. I, I like to say you'll have way fewer conflicts in your home with yeah. your spouse, with your children, if people have good self-esteem. So it's really worth all that time you spend telling people they're good at what they do and that you like them and that they're worthy as human beings, all that stuff. Because then that's... Uh, creating an environment where they're going to be willing to more, not even willing, but they're in a better place to receive negative feedback. Right. And it doesn't seem personal. That's the key. Yeah. Now, going with that, it, it doesn't seem personal. One of the things that you were saying is that feedback should not tie in, into personal things. Right. Correct? Right. So it's really easy to slip. And I actually was watching one of my niece's children's Facebook um, posts and she had not received feedback at her work they would simply come in and do her work over but they didn't show her what she was doing wrong and they one of them said we're just very disappointed in you okay right well it's not they're not disappointed in you that's not you can't you can't have to separate the you the person yeah. from the product the yeah. product is i need the seam on this blanket to be straighter and the way you do that is this way that's negative yeah. feedback that separates the person you're not good at this to to what can be done to change the behavior yeah does that play into both negative and positive feedback or is it more important with negative feedback that you separate the two? Uh, so there's a whole bunch of 
research that used to be done on what we called I language and you language a long yeah. time ago, kind of hippie, kind of hippy dippy stuff. Yeah. Um, and in general, taking responsibility for your perception or I language uh, when it has to do with the person is better okay. than you are an idiot, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So, so positive language, I think it works better if you say it without you or I, yeah. or you say it with I. I appreciate what you did. Right. Right? So I don't say you did a great job because that's me evaluating you. I right. say I appreciate what you did. Yeah. So they're little tricks. Uh, but I think in general, if you care about the other person, they know you care. Right. I mean, you can remember your high school teachers or your college teachers. The ones that you knew cared about you, you took feedback from them. Right. Right. They didn't have to be overly loving and easy to please. But if you knew they liked you. Yeah. So if, if you if you just genuinely like people and you show that like all the time, yeah. then f negative feedback, which is crucial to improvement, yeah, is easier. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that that makes this even more interesting to talk about, or more difficult, I guess, is when you take this in the context of not just employees, but in the context of distributors as well, because. Uh, even though they are independent distributors, obviously you're you're trying to help them succeed, uh, and and there there does need to be that feedback. So, what are your thoughts on on how companies accomplish that? Or so so uh, to our uh, both our glorious ends and our the bane of our existence. Distributors are independent, right? So that means that. They came to your meeting voluntarily. They set a goal voluntarily. So we talked about this a little bit earlier. If you have a job, you've already bought into the idea that I'm selling myself to this company for money. Right. <laughs> I already know it's my job to improve. I'm going to improve, right? So you don't have to, you don't have to convince employees that they're going to improve because they know they're going to. But people who are volunteers... That's very tricky. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I mentioned this earlier, too. Nikki Kiahoho does a whole bunch of seminars on how to give feedback, essentially. And one of the big things she says is it has to be their goal. It can't be your goal. It has to be their goal. And then you can give them feedback yeah. that'll help them move to that goal. Yeah. I think that's the trick. And, and, and one of the other things that you talk about is that... Uh, the feedback has to be close to the event that you're yeah. receiving feedback on. Right. And that can be tough when, when you're talking about distributors just because uh, that, that relationship and that observation uh, isn't there, right? Yeah. So you're, you're relying a lot on uh, the results, right, whether right. it's like, their org volume or their number, their uh, new enrollments or number of sales, right? Um, and it can be hard to give that that feedback, right? And the other both timely and specific, because I don't know how you got those in new enrollments. I don't know how I don't know what behavior you did use and what behavior you might use, right? Because that's right. that that's that gap analysis. Yeah, so there, so there's that difficulty, and then some of it, I mean, really, 
if you talk to a lot of, uh, of people in this industry, they're going to tell you that, that that feedback is at least partly the responsibility of the upline. Yeah, absolutely it is. And uh, so, that's, that, that, why are we paying you if you're not giving feedback? Right. And so part of right? that, that needs to be clear in that, that what the expectations are as yeah. a leader, that part of your responsibility is to provide that feedback to your downline yeah. and, and to give. And so then companies, I would guess, need to give some training on, on how to give that feedback. Yeah. And what on? What, what should we be giving feedback on? Yeah. Right? What behaviors matter? And that's tricky to find. Yeah. Uh, we think we know, and we re- set out compensation rules and plans and payout based on behaviors we want, we think are going to make a difference. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it's surprising what actually made the difference, but uh, we need to train people on how to give feedback and what to give that feedback on. And again, timely feedback, so close to the behavior. And it's specific feedback, not general. Yeah. And it separates the person from the behavior. Yeah. Well, Those one of kinds the, of things. One of the things that I've noticed as I've, I've talked to different friends and, and associates is, as they are first put in positions of leadership is that that's one thing companies, both for distributors and for employees, often don't give training on, which is yeah. how to give feedback, right? You say, right. okay, go and, and do these performance reviews, or you've got this team that you're responsible for, right. but there's no guidance on, hey, you need to be giving both positive and negative feedback. And if you need to give negative feedback, uh, here, here are some tips on how to do that. And not, I shouldn't say if you need to give negative no, feedback, everybody it's needs, when. Right, yeah. when, right, it's when. And I think people are so scared of it that they don't do it until it's so bad it's almost irreparable. Is that a word? Did I make that word up? Yeah, You cannot repair it. Right. Uh, And then why would we wait until it's too late? Again, this niece on Facebook, she feels like she's almost on the verge of being fired. Well, someone should have been giving her feedback, specific feedback on how to do that behavior way before now, way before it's almost out the door kind of thing. Right. Well, and I think a lot of people perhaps sense that there's something wrong when there's negative feedback that needs to be given. And in a lot of ways, it can be relieving to receive that feedback because then you know, first of all, how you stand. And ideally, you've got some ideas on on how to fix whatever the problem is right? and, and what the expectations are. Um, I think that clear goal setting is key too. And we're, again, this isn't a, we could do a whole thing on goal setting. Um, the goal needs to be clear to the employee and they need to buy into it. But usually employees will buy into the goal because like I say, they're being paid to buy into the goal. So, yeah. So what are your thoughts though? I mean, I think a lot of people will buy into it, but what would you say if you do meet resistance uh, and you're the person giving feedback? So I would immediately say, hey, uh, I would take responsibility for it. Hey, uh, I, I sense some trouble here yeah. in the room. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm not sure right. what I've done, right? So you got to kind of backpedal a little yeah. and say... Uh, it should be, I hopefully, very clear to you how much I appreciate what you do. 
uh, specifically and then name those things that go very well, right? Because ego has, uh, has entered the room. Ego is in the room. Right. And uh, we can talk about this another time if that's better. Yeah. Or uh, are we okay to go on? It's it's your call because, I mean, I'm trying to help you meet this goal. Right. I'm not trying to hurt your feelings because that's right, not, right, right. not the meeting. So you kind of have to backpedal and kind of go into that self-esteem mode, right? Right. Where I, I, we, I hate to use somebody here at Infotrax, but my particular boss is always doing positive feedback. He walks past the hall and gives you a high five. I mean, there's always every day multiple times where he gives positive feedback. And it's general. He says things like, great job, you're the best, you know, that sort of thing. But it's really hard to ever take anything uh, personally. Right. When he says he has something for you to do, I don't. Well, again, I might I have a good self self image, so I might not be a good case. But you have to go into that self esteem repair mode, right? And it and you either wait to a different time to give the feedback, or plow through and then know that you're going to have to do self esteem stuff afterwards right. to build them back up. I don't right. know. And, and I think this goes to kind of that laying of the groundwork, right? Some of it can be how it's delivered, right? right. Uh, and uh, the example you used before we were talking is if you lead in with a bunch of personal comments, hey, I know this has been a stressful time in your life or you've been really busy and you've now brought their personal stuff into it and rather than just having it be on the merits of what they have or haven't done, uh, a person might feel defensive in having to justify, no, 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 those other things aren't affecting this. Yeah. Uh, and so yeah, the so way you set that ground, lay the groundwork can I affect I mean, if it. you know somebody's just gone through a divorce, it may be tricky. It yeah, may yeah, not yeah. be a good time to talk about everything that right. they can do. Uh, then there are times they, they've just lost someone significant in their lives. People, anytime they're in a high-stress situation, tend to have what we call bruised egos, right? Mm-hmm. So even people who are generally very good with their self-esteem, will have time periods in life when they get low, right? right. So then, I mean, we, we, ha- we know we've been talking about great places to work. We know our best places to work. I can't remember what, how they do it in DSN. Uh, we know that best places to work do a lot of positive accolades. They do a lot of cheering. They Just like they do with distributors, they do a lot of cheering with their employees. They... Um, they recognize them. They give them little rewards, right? Whatever it is. They they do things that make them feel special. Then, hopefully, if they're also helping them with training and doing improving themselves, personal growth is one of the reasons we like a job, right? right. It may not be my perfect job, but I'm going to use this job to get the skills I need to get the next job. I hate to say that because you might not want to hear that, but yeah. that's part of what happens. Yeah, An yeah, employee, yeah. part of what, they happen, what happens is they use you for personal growth. And they, if you don't ever give them feedback, they don't get that personal growth. Right. And that, I mean, along with making them less productive as an employee, uh, it also... I think causes them to not enjoy their place of work as much. Right. I mean, people do want to feel uh, challenged in a positive way. Right. No, I think you're right. I think, right, challenged in a positive way is the way to look at it. Maybe that's even the way to say it when right. you're talking to somebody is uh, we've had this goal, right? I have this goal to to learn a new skill. 
here's what I've noticed where you're at. Here's what I think you can do to improve that. It Separate it from that person, put it in the behavior that's going to change things. Uh, we can make a big difference in people's lives. That People love to be better in a better place, right? right? That's what goal setting's about. Yeah. And and so the, the last topic I wanted to touch on or the last area with feedback is uh, how technology plays into this. Because uh, one of the tools that a company obviously has at their disposal are increasingly uh, technology-related tools where they, they can give feedback both to employees uh, and to their distributor uh, force. Uh, and you you brought up, as, as we were talking in preparation for this, that uh, technology definitely has a role to play in how feedback's received. Yeah, one of the, there are several things when you look at the, the this comes from a um, research study, but one of the things that makes it easier is computer-generated feedback. So we were talking about InfoTrack Systems has a thing that that they use that distributors can see called a qual module. How close are you to a qualification? That's a feedback system. And I'm probably more likely to see that positively and not negatively. So uh, I'm just familiar with InfoTrax's. I don't know what other systems are out there. But InfoTrax's system, I can click on another rank and it will show me how close I am to that rank. That's feedback. That's computer-generated feedback. I am not likely... I might be the only person who does this. I'm not likely to talk back to my computer and say, you, you, you're hurting my feelings. Right. <laughs> we, just, we just don't do it with a computer. We we see it as a non-human, right? right. I, I see, I do talk that back to my computer. I'm one person who does. Well, I talk <laughs> back to Siri, so that counts. Yeah, yeah, that counts. Don't tell me how to drive. I know yeah. how to drive. Yeah. Uh, that loop's not going to be faster. Uh, yeah, so... Yeah, the computer-generated feedback, and I don't think companies use it enough. I think there's a lot of things you could do where you can mine your own data, right, and find nuances of data. Uh, Let's say someone always sells more in November, and the the past three years they've been a distributor, they always sell more in November. You you ought to say something. You you as a company ought to say something, right? You are a November queen, or well, usually in direct selling, it is a queen. Seventy five percent of them are right Right. women. Well, we didn't talk about that, right? Women might get into direct selling because it helps build self esteem. Right. It may be right that they build business skills, and business skills is about building self esteem. We teach little boys that confidence. We don't always teach little girls that confidence. Yeah. Right. Anyway, that's irrelevant, but. Software could generate that to say, here are people who sold a lot last year in November. It could, you could generate that kind of a report, send them an email, remind them, right. last year you sold, I'm thinking of uh, essential oils, 15 bottles of frankincense. Right. We have a special on frankincense in November every year. Yeah. See if the, your customers need frankincense again this year, right? There are just so many things you can do with technology yeah. that give feedback that aren't going to be seen as negative. No one's going to say, oh, now they think i got to sell 15 bottles this year. They're not going to do that to a computer, but they right. might to a person. Right. And, 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 and like you said, you can mine your own data because what I've seen is every company has uh, those, those cycles, right? So for weight loss, it's the spring is your big right. time, right? You're going into the holidays, 
uh, weight loss products are not not right. having their best month. It's right. going into it's coming out of the holidays <laughs> into swimsuit and season. going into the swimsuit <laughs> season. And that's when you're really going gangbusters. So yeah, doing those month over month, and that's where you can be smart about it. Right? Is uh, can you can make better comparisons using technology because rather than comparing, you know, doing a, a month, doing this month compared to last month might not make sense. Cause if you're comparing uh, May to April, maybe April is a particularly high month because we're heading into the summer and now May we've set into the summer and, and yeah. people are less likely to do well. Um, and so if you're comparing May to April, in certain cases, you might not, be be giving appropriate feedback but if you go may to may and yeah. say hey here's what you did last may yeah. uh and you and, and once the month's over say hey you did better or you did worse both ways may. right both ways come across as this is just data yeah. coming from a computer and there's uh, and i don't so, have to take it personally yeah, yeah and, and so i, I can, can see it. how that could yeah. be uh, a big way that we use technology better. And it can be extremely timely, right? Because right. if it's like, hey, this week you uh, sold your most, had your, your most sales in a week ever, I can give that feedback immediately as it happens right. through, uh, you know, through an automated system of some sort right. um, and have that recognition be there. And then I, I can really utilize that same system to notify the upline right. so that then they are also getting the, the human feedback. feedback. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, well, I mean, there's a researcher out of Stanford, um, BJ Fogg, and he's done a ton, but all kinds of behaviors are, can be use technology as the feedback loop connector. Right. Um, you think about Fitbits, right? They just have done gangbusters with that system. Right. I mean, I yell at my Fitbit, but I'm yeah, like, yeah. I'm an oddball. I right. yell at technology. I yell at the TV, all kinds of things. Always have. Uh, but y- using technology is really uh, something I don't think, I don't, I mean, do you, have you told them that last month you ha- your customers bought these five things? Uh do your customers need a refill? Right. right. You, you, I think not just as a company, we sold more and, or less this May from last May. Yeah, sure, look at that. But I think we can give individualized feedback. Right. You have access as direct selling companies to amazing, I mean, researchers, we go gaga over how much data you have. Uh, you know all kinds of things about your distributors that you could provide feedback loops on. Yeah. All right. Well, Nancy, I think we will end it right there. I, I appreciate your time because I think this this is something worthwhile. And I, I know both looking at it from the employee standpoint and also um, the distributor standpoint, that is something that I, I don't think we think about enough is yeah. how to give that meaningful feedback yeah. and, and where that fits in, like I say, with the distributor field. Yeah, great. Thank you. That does it for today's episode of the MLM.com podcast by InfoTrack Systems. I'm your host, Kenny Rollins. I'm grateful to Nancy for taking the time to join us today. We also want to thank Jana Bangeter for production support and you, our listeners. We hope you'll join us again next time.